Hello. Welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. This Sunday, Apostle begins a new series on the Holy Spirit. The man of God teaches that God did not leave us with a temporary or perishable promise, but with an eternal promise of the Holy Spirit. He further teaches that we must continue to fan our flames for the zeal of the Lord. So grab your Bibles, your pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. excited yet again. We are in a very, very special period of time. And something very interesting happened this morning. I'll tell you about it. But as you know, last week we were in subsection subsection something D of the Grace Series. <laughs> and I talked about thriving in hard times by the grace of God. And on Tuesday when I was praying, I sensed the Lord ministering to me over what direction we should go this week. And this morning, the direction was further emphasized in a very, very interesting way. I woke up, I, I was exhausted, really, really exhausted. That ex being exhausted, the one where you post online that you're tired is tired, that same one. I think I finally felt that. And at about zero two, someone touched me on the shoulder, like somebody tapped me and I'm thinking, I knew my door was locked. So I'm thinking, so someone has entered really, like, and in my head I was thinking maybe it's a thief. I don't know whether because the Bible says Jesus will come back like a thief in the night. So I was thinking it's a thief. And so, you know, when you're sleepy, your mind is a bit, I decided, let me not get up immediately. Let me shake off the drowsiness. At least he has an advantage over me. Then I'll just get up with a stance. <laughs> and so I waited five seconds. Then I got up like this, only to discover I was alone. And so I went and turned on the lights and all that, and surely I was alone. And I immediately knew, I almost felt silly. <laughs> I immediately knew that the Lord was ministering to me and there's something he wanted to say. Now, it didn't happen like that every day, but... I guess when something like that happens, you really have to pay attention. And so he ministered to me the direction that we have to go through for the next few weeks, maybe 11, 12, 13 weeks. <laughs> and so um, we'll finish the Grace Series These topics don't finish. 
I was listening to my sermons from last year and the other year. I did a great series even last year. This same, <laughs> same theme scripture. These topics don't finish. So we're going to have a Holy Spirit series. Praise God. Allow me to mention that it's, it's fresh. You know, what I love about the ministry of the Holy Spirit is that it's always fresh. It's always fresh. And we're going to have a really, really, really good time. So let's go to John chapter 14, verse 16. And this should be a memory verse. This, this topic is very good for new believers. This topic is also very good for believers who've been there for a while. It's also very good for those in the middle. In short, this is for everyone. Don't let this be your neighbor's sermon. Praise God. So John 14, verse 16, Jesus is speaking and he says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. He'll give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Allow me to mention to you that the challenging times we're living in, it's that relationship with the Holy Spirit that would determine which side of Isaiah 60 you're on. Haven't you seen that where it says, arise and shine for your light has come? The very next verse says, for surely darkness will cover the earth and darkness will cover the people, but the Lord shall arise upon you. What does that mean? The darkness will be there. The darkness will be there. But it's that relationship with the helper that determines whether you're arising and shining even in the midst of that darkness. And when the difficult times have finished, you still need the helper. This is one of those that you should save this. Years from now, you still need this message. Praise God. So I advise us to be very consistent. Be consistent with our attendance. Be consistent with meditating on it online. Maybe if for some reason you're unable to come catch the online service. Praise God. I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. And if you read the next verse, it's talking about the Holy Spirit, right? Now let's go to Acts chapter number 1 and verse 4. Jesus now is about to depart. And this is after he has resurrected. So he spoke about the Holy Spirit before he died and then spoke about him after he resurrected. And he says, it says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard of me. He tells them, next verse, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. John, who Jesus declared was the greatest prophet 
of the old covenant. Because he's the one who came and made a way for the new one, right? He prepared the way. When John was describing Jesus' ministry, the biggest signature, the biggest sign he gave is, look, if you guys think me preaching and people getting baptized in water is impressive, wait for the one who's coming. The one who is coming will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That shows you how precious this was, that that was going to determine that this was the Messiah. Because you're going to be able to baptize people in God's Holy Spirit. And when you look at John 14 and you look at Acts 1, you can see the attention. You can see the desire that our Lord Jesus had that every believer should experience this help. Imagine, he says, I'll ask the Father, I'll pray to the Father. That was his chief prayer point, that everyone should receive the Holy Spirit. And afterwards, he tells them in Acts 1, saying, the promise of the Father. So, usually when we think about the promises of God, if we're not careful, we can reduce them to things that are not eternal. What am I trying to say? Does the Lord bless materially? Yes, he does. But remember what I taught you last time. That car won't last forever. I was going to say 50 years from now, but that's even too far, right? <laughs> to be old-fashioned. That's why we were taught to build eternal treasures. But then, let's not forget the wisdom of balances that later on he went on to say, your father knows that you need these things. So yes, you need them in the now. But if God's promise to Peter was a mansion, and that was 2,000 years ago. What would have happened to it right now? He decided, let me give them something better. The biggest promise. And you'll see when we go through the next 11, 12, 13 weeks, the realities that you'll be exposed to. How these things will become so real. The passion that Jesus had was that every believer should receive the Spirit. And the early apostles knew that. That's why, do you know that the Gentiles got accepted because they received the Holy Spirit? People were like, hey, why are we not to baptize them when God has given them the same gift he gave us? Simon was a witch previously. He gets saved, but his mind was still a bit confused. And when he saw Peter laying hands on people and they're receiving the Holy Spirit, this is Acts 10, he comes to him and says, I know, Acts 8, he comes to him and says, offers money saying, I want that gift that you have. Peter was angry. He said, your money perish with you. How do you think you can buy the gift of God with money? Would your money perish with you? That's what he told him. That's how precious that is. Such that in Acts 19, Paul meets a church. And the first question he asks him is, Hi, oh wow, you guys are a good church, a wonderful church. Um, have you received the Holy Spirit? That was the biggest question. That was the biggest question. And remember spiritually, if you don't honor something, you don't get to experience the fullness. Ladies and gentlemen, we need the Holy Spirit. We need him now more than ever. I'm so glad it's available. I'm so glad we don't need to beg. Praise God. So, you know, my first point is never forget what the promise was. 
Never forget the passion that Jesus expressed. That all of us should have what he has. And that's the Holy Spirit. The one who's in the Father and the one who's in him. The one whom he referred to as my Father who is in me. He doeth the works. I also want us to see something. In Acts chapter 2 verse 38. You know when you read Acts chapter 2, this is when the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And when you go over in verse 16, 17, people thought they were drunk. Okay, people thought they were drunk. If anybody here is, wants to stay in that comfortable Christianity, which will be acceptable before everyone, this is not for you. When the Holy Spirit came upon them, guess what? The whole town heard them pray. The whole town heard them. Like, get out of that comfort zone. Get out of that. There's that, there's, there's that Christianity. Sorry to say this. There's that one which there's nothing to it. It's just, you know, you're just a good person. You love all your neighbors, you love your dog, and <laughs> and you know, you're just nice and you're faithful. Every now and then you lift your hands in church and you know, you pay your tithe most of the months and you just, you know, you post one or two scriptures here and there. Then there's that fiery one. The one where they nickname you my busa. I don't know if I get it my point. That fiery. I don't know if you get my point. Is somebody getting me? I don't know how best to describe this in words. For me, that's that's the one. I fell in love with. That's the one God introduced me to. That one. You see as we go on. You know something? If you meet a person who's got a lot of zeal, but maybe they just don't know as, as much as you, yes, you can help them. They can learn from your knowledge. But have you ever considered that you can also learn from their zeal? Or have we begun to consider zeal childish? When we were starting, are you serious? Do you know what the Bible says about Jesus? It says, the zeal for my father's house has consumed me. There was nothing left. There was no part of him that was not consumed by that zeal. No part. Never lose that. And I will say this, this is a message for everyone. It's a message for me. Trust me, it's very easy to get comfortable. It's very easy for the scriptures not to amaze you anymore because now you know who wrote the, the year they wrote. <laughs> you even know the debate about, oh my goodness, sometimes they can get mixed up with all that, that you just neglect that raw passion. Praise God. Now, so Peter tells him saying, Look, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is to fulfill what was said by the prophet Joel. That in the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, non-segregative. That doesn't say on pastors. You know that there are certain things, do you know why sometimes people nickname you my busa and the like? They are trying to say your Christianity is special. Ours is the normal one. Sometimes it's a sign of insecurity because the way you are doing your Christian thing makes them, shows them that in, in certain areas they're exposed. My point. What am I trying to say? 
There are certain things which we consider for pastors or for those who are the ones and the like, that one in church who you call brother and, and all that stuff, which are for every believer. Every believer. You can't just be serving the Lord with your singing. It's not every minute when, we sh when you need to sing. Sometimes you need to cast out devils. <laughs> no, not all your battles will be won by all I did was worship. Some, some. There are some that need, hey, <laughs> who are you? Okay. There are some that need, okay, By the time we're done with you, you'll be that one in the family who they call. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. Who, when there's an issue in the family, they know who to call. They'll say, my son, we need you to pray. <laughs> Somebody getting me. Okay. And so, he explains all that, and then he reaches verse 38. Because in verse 37, they were cut to the heart, right? Then in verse 38, he tells them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ah, uh, next verse. Look at this. This is beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Notice this. The first advertisement of Christianity was, look, if you get into this, you'll receive something special. You're going to receive the Holy Spirit. At this point, listen, these guys didn't care about some of the things that we care about now. And one of the reasons is because their life expectancy, once they became a Christian, dropped. No, let's be honest. Once these guys became Christians, they had to write, they had to write their will. They, they were literally the first fruit. Majority of them were sacrificed. No, let's be honest. They, do you know how they died? Peter was possibly crucified upside down. Paul was beheaded. All of them, apart from John, suffered the death of a martyr. Uh, John, they failed. <laughs> it's not, not like they didn't try. But what I'm trying to say is, but why was this thing expanding? What was it about this? The leader, they, they thought, okay, let's deal with Jesus. Boom, it grows. Let's deal with Peter. It grows. Let's deal with James. It grows. Why was this? Why, why was it about it? Why did it keep expanding? Because the first thing that was introduced was something eternal. Something that... I remember being young, and there's a song I liked from this clubhouse. I, I, used to, I used to sing it, but my mind overthinks, so... Sometimes I wouldn't sing it because I was wondering, is this, do I really believe this? I felt I wasn't yet ready. Do you remember it? It would go like, so no matter what they say, they can't take my Jesus away. That used to touch me. Now say, you can take anything, but you can't take him. They received something that couldn't be bound in chains. Think about, they would put them in jail, but they couldn't bind the spirit. They couldn't. They couldn't. 
They would stop them from physical temples. Oh my goodness, this spirit came and made their body a temple. And who can silence another person's heart? So, this is how our message started. And yes, over the years, the Lord has shown us that he is Lord over the earth and everything. But let's never forget the cardinal gifts he gave us. The gift of righteousness, the gift of eternal life. And not forgetting the gift of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. You know, without the Holy Spirit, you can't, notice he tells them that when he comes, you can witness, right? When he comes, you can witness. Why? The Holy Spirit is the only one who was present at the resurrection. He's the one who's got proper evidence of the resurrection, because the resurrection is about power. And so if you don't have the Holy Spirit, all you have is a life history of Jesus. That's why sometimes you find some ministries at funerals. Everyone's just sad. No, honestly, service is just sad because it's just literally reading the life history of Jesus and waiting for him to come back. But when the Holy Spirit is moving, praise God. God has always desired that we have that relationship with him, you know, with a living God, with a God we can interact with, one we can talk to, one who can help us. I passed and mentor a number of people. I get to answer questions on so many topics and get to teach so many things. But I'll tell you something. If somebody asked me saying, uh, if you could teach someone one topic, what topic would, would you teach? I, I wouldn't even call it a topic. I would introduce them to the person of the Holy Spirit. Reason being, he's the teacher. Even, even when I'm not present, he'll guide them into all truth. He's the teacher. So if somebody's introduced to the teacher, you'll see as you go on through the weeks, there are certain things that you get to see. But for today, one final portion of scripture, Revelations. Chapter number two, verse two. And this is the verse that came ringing. Let's start from verse one. It says, to the angel of the church of Ephesus, write, these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. And we know that the seven golden lampstands talk of, is, is representing the church, right? Seven and lampstands. You can read that. If you read Revelation chapter 1, that's when you understand that that represents the church. And it says, I know your works. I know your works. By the way, just in case you thought that after grace, works are not important, you'd be disappointed if you read the book of Revelations. Because for every church Jesus wrote to, he knew their works. Because there's something grace must produce. Grace must actually produce works. And that's where our reward will come from. Oh, yes. So he says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. 
and you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. These guys are good, eh? Look at the next verse. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. I'm telling you, you think these guys are the best Christians ever. And what, 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 some of the things you can see about them, they've got patience, they've got perseverance. They seem to know the principles of God quite well. Not only that, they seem to know the scriptures quite well. They're able to tell who's false and who's true. And it's the word that brings light. They, they, they are doctrinally sound. They know their way around the church. They know, around, they know their way around the hallelujah. They know the seven types of worship. Not saying there are seven. And they know it. Like, okay, today I will tehillah. Uh, maybe we're going to have a schedule. Today I will tehillah, tomorrow I will barak. Uh, <laughs> the next day I will prosuche. Uh, I don't know if somebody's getting my point. Tomorrow I'll pray in the third watch of the night, the next day. They are good. But oh my word, look at the next verse. It bothers me. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. And then look at his next words. This is Jesus. Uh -huh. Remember therefore from where you have fallen. In God's sight they've fallen. Repent and do the first works, or else I'll come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. In God's eyes, they had a case to answer. In God's eyes, there was repentance needed. In God's eyes, they were soon even going to be dealt with. <laughs> no, let's, 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 let's not pretend we didn't read that. So I'm not the one who wrote it. Eh? So in God's eyes, they were even going to be dealt with soon. So you find ministry used to be one of the Guest making a lot of impact, and you become an organization. You should be one of those fiery believers, and you become a history lesson. We used to, we used to, we used to. My friend, are you on fire? Are you on fire? You, it says they're forgotten their first. What do we know about love? Love is fiery. Love is fiery. Haven't you seen that in Songs of Solomon, chapter number 8, verse 6? And love is as strong as death, jealousy demanding as the grave. Many waters can't quench it. It's fiery. It's like, ah, I don't know if I get my point. And that's the life God wants for every believer. There's, there's that raw passion. You know, that... that, that But uh, Roman, Roman, Romans 12 verse 11. He didn't want you to just be somebody who knows the scriptures. The Pharisees knew the scriptures. They even missed Jesus. The Pharisees knew them. But there was something they didn't have. There were, there were certain people Jesus chose to reveal himself to because of their condition of the heart. Remember, it says, blessed is the pure in heart, they shall see God. Look at this. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit. Give me the amplified. Never lagging zeal. And in earnest endeavor, be aglow and burning with spirit. Is somebody seeing that? Where, 
you are always aglow. You are always burning. And if you've read in Leviticus, we are told that it was the priests who were told that the fire on the altar should always be burning. It was the priest's responsibility. And don't forget your body is now that living sacrifice. You should always be on fire. There should never be a time when you were a better believer than you are now. There should never be a time when you look back and think, okay, I was a committed Christian. You know what you have to do? The moment you start noticing that, sometimes try, sometimes it's not even about doing something new. Sometimes think, reflect, remember, and go back to certain things you did before. Except now you can do them better. Go back to certain things you did before. Go back to the period when certain scriptures meant something to you. Go back to a period when messages like this one meant the world to you. Go back to that place of meditation like, wow, God's Holy Spirit in me. Look at Acts 18 verse 24. Acts 18 verse 24, we're talking about a guy named Apollos. And there's something that marvels me about him. He was not yet at a place where he was very doctrinally sound, right? He still needed lessons. But there is something about him that amazes me. Now, a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. Uh -huh. This man, we already know he was mighty in the scriptures, right? But beyond that description, look at this. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit. This guy was burning. He was burning. That's why it wasn't difficult now to teach him more accurately. And after they taught him more accurately, oh my goodness, this guy became big. Why? Because he was burning. There was, there was something about him. He was burning. He was burning. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants you burning. Says, he who's coming after me will come and baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. Woo. That's what it says. The Holy Ghost and fire. Fire ever glow. They're always burning. Ladies and gentlemen, if the Holy Spirit is a treasure to you, there are certain things that rest assured, even if it gets shaky sometimes, it'll be very easy for you to be on the right path. Go back to some of the things you did before. Remember, even in heaven, the elders remove their crowns. These are moments where forget your pastor, forget your deacon, forget your department head. Go back to those things. Praise God. Over the next 11 weeks, can you imagine what will happen? You can already sense what's happening in, in you, right? You can sense that. That's the presence of the Spirit. Once I wrote down the the main points wanted me to carry out over the next 11, 13 weeks. I was just filled with the Spirit. I was filled with the Spirit. Praise God. I also want you to take Sundays really as usually for the Spirit of God to move a certain way. We need some time. But right now we don't have time here. But you have time alone. So I want you to take Sundays as instruction. Well, we prepare, we give you the recipe, show you how to prepare the meal. But the whole week, practice. Imagine what will happen 
by this time next week, if everyone has come back and they're on this level, people say, oh, you think that's the last level? Now let me show you that you can move from glory to glory. And I want you to set it as a tone. In case maybe you're here and maybe you've gone lukewarm or something and we revive you, that's okay. But set it as a tone in your life where you don't have to become dry to go to the next level. You don't have to have a life of dryness, then I'm okay, then no. You can actually go from glory to glory. You can actually go from glory to glory. You don't have to come back to the shore, become dry again for you to go deeper in the sea. You can go from glory to glory. Even if you read in Ezekiel, it went from ankle to knee. It wasn't reducing, it was increasing. That's what God wants for you. So take these messages as instructions and then let's practice them during the weeks. Uh, We may have some programs where we pray together online just to ensure everybody is fired up. Take them as instructions. We may give our offerings. Praise God. For those who are given online, you can see the details on the screen. For those who are in church, the ushers will direct you. But you can just play us something because I, I sense the presence. Just, just put your hands there. Put your hands there. Thank you. Thank you. Just, just hold it. Hold it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The more I seek you, mm, let me give all things. The more I find you, uh, the more I find you. Oh, the more I love you, my Lord. I want to see that your feet drink from that cup in your hands. Lay back against you and breathe. Feel your heart beat, my Lord. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. And I feel in your peace it's overwhelming me you know sometimes you may even have to go back to certain songs which are stones of remembrance I'm going to speak the blessing but I'm just going to allow you just a minute pray in the spirit just lift your hand just do, do, just do it do what's on your heart A passion stirring deep inside the road that really satisfies. We worship you. Oh, my God, God, my God. 
passion stirring deep inside the road that really satisfies and we worship you Whoa. a passion one last time a passion stirring deep inside the road that really satisfies and we worship we are lovers of your presence we are lovers of your presence we are lovers of your presence and it's all we wanna be we are we are lovers of your presence we are lovers of your we are lovers of your presence, and it's so we want to be. As I bless him, sing it alone. I was made. Now, in the name of Jesus, I speak an awakening. I speak revival. I speak refreshment. In the name of Jesus, some are being awakened, some are being revived, some are being refreshed. You are awakening to the realities of the spirit. You are awakening to the realness of the spirit. You are awakening. You are alive. You are alive. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Now may the grace Everybody, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Spirit. Wow. Be with you all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I, you know, um, when you're lighting a fire, when you start sensing it glowing, fan the flame. Some of us, when we get home, for a moment, just lock yourself. Fan it. Fan it.
What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.